Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahirrabbilalemin. Vel akibatu limuttaqin. Ve la udvana illa ala zalimin. Eşhedü en la ilahe illallah vahdehu la şerike lah. Uliyus salihin. Eşhedü enne Muhammeden abduhu ve rasuluhu. Sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in. Amma ba'd. İnşallah we continue with the Nawaqid al-Islam and the Nawaqid al-Islam of, of Sheikh al-Islam Muhammad al-Wahab rahimahullah he mentions ten of them and we've covered the first two we covered the first two explaining shirk and the two types of shirk shirk al-Akbar and shirk al-Asghar naam and that we discussed also the verse in Allah la yakfiru an shirka bihi وَيَقِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive that somebody associates paths with him and he forgives anything else besides that. نعم, and that verse نعم clearly shows that shirk will not be forgiven. And those who say that the verse is in its general sense includes all types of shirk greater and minor, they say, because of the generality of the verse. And they say, the major as well as the minor, all of that will not be forgiven. However, the Qawl al-Rajih, Allahu A'lam, is that the major shirk is that which is not forgiven. Because when we look at the context of all of the verses that mention shirk in the Qur'an, then it refers to major shirk. So why should this particular verse not refer to major shirk only like the other verses refer to major shirk. So this verse, in Allah la yaghfiru an shirka bihi wa yaghfiru ma duna dhalika liman yasha. This is a Sheikh Saleh al Sheikh he mentioned that this is referring to uh, major shirk. That that's the that is the shirk that will not be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa taala because all of the verses that mention shirk refer to major shirk. As for minor shirk, the Prophet already described it. The minor shirk, he already described it. And somebody asked the question earlier, uh, there isn't such thing as a, in fact he made a statement that a person says there isn't such thing as minor shirk. I said to him, who said that from the scholars? He said, somebody he knows, said that the scholars made it up. I said, who? What do you mean the scholars made it up? The scholars of Al-Sunnah made up that there is something called minor shirk? He said, yes. I said, what? But the Prophet said that there is minor shirk. And the hadith, which is in Muslim Ahmad, number 23,636, and likewise, and likewise, Shaykh Al-Banahullah mentioned it in, in, uh, in his silsila, in the hadith, which is Hassan, Shaykh Al-Bani mentioned it, it's a hadith sahiha, and that is the Prophet said, inna akhwafu ma akhafu alaykum ashirkul asghar. The thing I fear for you most, indeed the thing I fear for you most, is the minor shirk. And they asked him, what is that? He said, al-riyah, which is to, which is show, to show off, to do things for the people. And then we mentioned also the difference of opinion amongst the scholars that Minor shirk, is it, does it require tawbah? So the difference is, amongst the scholars, whether minor shirk requires tawbah or it is under the Mashiach of Allah. So some of the scholars say it requires tawbah, some of them say that it, that it is under the Mashiach of Allah, meaning under the will of Allah. If he wills, he forgives, and if he wills, he, he doesn't forgive. Now, anyway, the scholars regards this matter, we must know that minor shirk does exist. We mentioned some examples that Shaykh Ubaid gives from the examples of shirk uh, that the person says Ma sha Allah wa shi'ta Ya Rasulullah That was also mentioned by Shaykh Nataymin as an example that which you that which Allah willed and you willed the person who said that and the person corrected him this is the person of course didn't intend shirk but it was a statement that was incorrect and the Prophet corrected him and he said, say whatever will Allah will on his own. 
say whatever Allah willed on his own. So, now the minor sh the minor shirk it does exist, and the hadith is clearly shows that. And the person should be wary of falling into minor shirk because it is not just a major sin, but it's one of the it is the severest of the major sins other than the major shirk. Major shirk khalas, persons in the hellfire forever. But the minor shirk is a kabira min kabairi dunuk. So the person must be careful when they come to do act of ibadah, they should do it only for Allah's sake. When they swear, they should only swear by Allah. As the Messenger said, Man kana halifan falyahlif billah. Whoever swears, then let him swear by Allah. As for the third malifier from the malifiers, I mentioned, Man lam yukaffir al-mushrikeen aw shakka fi kufrihim aw sahaha madhabahum kafar. And this is referring to the, which is the third type, whoever does not hold the polytheists to be disbelievers, or has doubts about their disbelief, or considers their ways and beliefs to be, in, uh, to be correct, then they have committed disbelief. And here, Shaykh Muhammad al-Najmi, he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala qad samma al-mushrikeen kuffaran. Allah called the mushrikeen disbelievers. Fi ghayrin ma aya, in many verses. More than one verse. And from that is the verse where Allah said, Indeed, those, those have disbelieved from the people of the book. Meaning the Jews and the Christians. So, they are disbelievers. The Jews and the Christians are disbelievers. And the polytheists, they are also considered disbelievers. They have disbelieved and they will be in the hellfire forever. Why? Because they have committed shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They have committed shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the worst bariya. Yani the worst of those that are created, are those that turn away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and deny that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves to be worshipped alone. Here you find some of the misguided political groups, and Shaykh Abayd mentions this, they would consider the Jews and Christians na'am not to be disbelievers. They say, no, no, don't say disbelievers. They say, don't say disbelievers. Rather, disbelievers are of different categories. Of them are the Jews and Christians. Of the disbelievers are the idol worshippers. Amongst the disbelievers also, now, you have, so you have the idol worshippers. You have the, which are, which are polytheists, the mushrikeen, the polytheists, used to worship idols. They used to make idols out of dates and then eat the date afterwards. So they would worship the date, the deity made out of dates and then they would eat it afterwards. Um, and other, other yani idol worshippers, um, that the prophets came and they eradicated that, uh, those idols that were worshipped besides Allah. Um, there were idols around the Kaaba likewise that were eventually destroyed so that the people do not worship idols and they worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for the uh, the Jews and Christians, na'am, Allah said, لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ ثَالِثٌ ثَلَاثًا They have disbelieved to say Allah is three. Meaning, what they claim about Allah, that is the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. Huh? They say Allah is three. When you ask them, how can one plus one plus one? Uh, how could one plus one plus one be one? Uh, this is... It doesn't make sense. And also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ الْأَحَدٌ The one and only. So when, when, when you translate Surah Al-Ikhlas, the meaning of the translation would be, say He is Allah, the one and only. Why? Because Al-Ahad is uncountable. There was an Orientalist who said, this is a mistake in the Qur'an. And so a Shafi'i scholar refuted him and he said, there's no mistake here. What should it be, O Orientalist? The Orientalist said it should be, قُلْ اللَّهُ الْوَاحِدِ So the Shafi'i scholar, he refuted him. And I have the book at home. It's all about قُلْ Ahad, And he mentions this incident. And he refutes him and says, no. Al-Wahid is countable. But Al-Ahad is uncountable. And then he mentioned the benefits of Al-Ahad. From that is... Al-Ahad in the Arabic language is in the verbal conjugation or the uh, makeup or construction. Af'al, Af'dal, that is best. Al-Ahad, meaning the best of those.
those who are worshipped alone, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدُ Says Allah, the one and only who deserves to be worshipped alone. Now, so, and there are those disbelievers who are in the battlefield. Now, the ones that fight you, you defend yourself and you and you, def and you uh, protect your children and your families. Now, as for what you see nowadays, people going around killing indiscriminately people now, uh, from the neighbours, from your neighbours, whilst residing in the lands of the disbelievers, then this is not allowed. They are not the disbelievers who are muharib, who are uh, at waging war at you. Rather, the Muslims, the Sahaba, they lived uh, in, in Ethiopia for a period of time where they lived side by side with the Christians and there was no such actions portrayed to those Christians whom they lived with. Rather, they gave them da'wah, they even gave da'wah to the leader of Ethiopia at that time, Abyssinia, the leader being Najashi, who later became a Muslim. And he gave da'wah to one of those who complained about the Messenger Amr ibn As, who became a Muslim at the hands of a tabi. This Sheikh Abad mentions, look how a Sahabi became Muslim and he, uh, at the hands of a tabi'i, meaning uh, the Najashi. So the Najashi was a tabi'i, successor. He gave da'wah to Amr ibn As, and Amr ibn As, because he met the Messenger so he has suhbah, he has that level of companionship because he became Muslim and he died upon Islam, alhamdulillah. So look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises people in such, in such manner. And his son Abdullah became Muslim before him. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As. Radiallahu anhum ajma'in. As for, so we mentioned the different types of categories of disbelievers. So you have the disbelievers at the battle, and you have, and that was only in the battlefield, you are at war with them. As for disbelievers who are your neighbors, from the Jews and the Christians, then you don't wage war, rather you call them to Islam. You call them to Islam. Why? Because in the morning, you can't say you are living in war. In the morning, they say good morning, they say good evening in the evening, they come in, in with, with peace and security, and the Muslim is not allowed to be deceptive, deceptive and show them otherwise. Islam is not deception. Islam is being truthful with everyone, with your, with your family, yourself, and those around you. Invite them to Islam. Alhamdulillah. The Prophet Muhammad said, If Allah were to guide through you, one person is better for you than a red she camel. So here, in this verse, in الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ So those who disbelieve from the, from the people of the book. So the Jews and the Christians, yes, they have disbelieved in the coming of Muhammad Wasallam, in the accepting of a prophet that's going to come after Isa So they have disbelieved. And anyone who hears of me and doesn't accept me, then they will be from the companions of the hellfire, meaning they will be from the people of the hellfire. <coughs> now, Sheikh Obey mentions this in his explanation. Many times he mentioned about those groups like the Ikhwan Muslimin who say that the Jews and Christians are not disbelievers. No, they are disbelievers. Because Allah said they are disbelievers because they have disbelieved in the coming of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they've not accepted. They did not accept it. The deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that has come. And he refused them. Likewise, you find those Ikhwan Muslimin like Sayyid Qadbawi and other than him, they'll go around saying that the Adiyan is Samawiyya, Al-Yahudiyya wa Nusraniyya. They say that these, this has come from the Sama, meaning from Allah. Judaism came from Allah, they say, and Christianity came from Allah. There's no such thing as Judaism came from Allah, and Christianity came from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought Islam. Inna dina inda Allah al-Islam. He didn't bring Judaism, he didn't bring Christianity. Yes, they tampered with that which was given to them from their books, the Torah and the Injil, the Old and the New Testament. Yes, they changed it, and Allah mentioned that in the Quran. 
So what do those who write the book with their own hands? And then they say it is from Allah. That they made purchase with it a miserable gain and a small gain. So woe to them what their hands have possessed and woe to them for what they earned. So what they have done is change the scriptures. As for the Quran, then Allah has preserved it. We have revealed the dhikra, the remembrance, the Quran, and we will protect it. The Quran is protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from any change. This Quran, guys, that which is upright. And also, No futility, no contradiction can come from in front of it, nor from behind it. For indeed, it is revealed by Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the all wise, the one who is all praised. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it had been from other than Allah, they would have found many contradictions in it. And Allah challenged the people to bring a surah like it. And they will not be able to. And if you cannot produce it, and you shall not. Allah challenges the people to produce a chapter like it. And if you cannot, and you shall not, then prepare for the fire is fueled. Naam is men and stone. Naam. Or prepare for the fire that is severe. So here, there is no way anyone is able to bring a chapter like the Quran. Musaylam al-Kaddab, one of the false prophets who claimed he was a prophet and he tried to make up a surah just like we have Surat Fil in the Quran, he tried to also make Surat Fil. But his Surat Fil had no meaning. Except, يعني, no meaning with the message that would tell you to do something khair, to do good. He, he, he would say, Naam wal Fil, he would say wal Fil, and the elephant, by the elephant, Lahu khurtum tawil, that has a long trunk. You know, what is this? That's it, that's your Surah? The elephant that has a long trunk? Well, How is that going to benefit me? So when you read his lines of uh, that he made up, it's not there's no message that can be even on par with the Quran, at the same level of the Quran. Rather, the Quran is, is from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala with so much wisdom and miracle in the words, in all senses. It's a miracle from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So they have disbelieved who have followed. Who did not follow Rasulullah who followed, who did not even follow their own prophets, Ibrahim salam. They didn't follow Ibrahim salam in monotheism, in Tawheed. They didn't follow Isa salam in calling to Tawheed. And he called to Tawheed, to the worship of Allah. And it will be said to him, Yom Al-Qiyamah, Did you say to the people to take yourself and your mother as deities besides Allah? He will say, Subhanak. I did not say exactly that which you ordered me to do, and that is to worship Allah, my Lord and your Lord. And if I had said, you would come to know. So Isa will testify against those who used to worship him in this dunya. The Christians who worship him, Isa will testify against them and say, no, and, and remove any of that responsibility that he had. He didn't have any say in it in them worshipping him. Rather, he told them not to worship him and his mother. Yet nowadays you have the Christians calling upon Mary, Maryam and calling upon Jesus, Isa So we have to believe without doubt that the, the Mushrikun and the Yahud Nasara, they are disbelievers, without doubt. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, naam, that is, is a quote from uh, Sheikh Ahmad al-Najmi, The disbelievers claim that they will not be resurrected. قُلْ بَلَى قُلْ بَلَى وَرَبِّي Say, rather, of a surety my, by my Lord, You will be raised, surely, without doubt, and then you will be told all that you did. That is easy. 
with Allah verse 7 and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about the Jews so because of their oppression, the Jews is referred to those who oppress themselves. We made forbidden for them the good things that were made allowed for them in earlier. Why? Because they turned away. They tried to obstruct the path of Allah and it was much. In the obstruction of the path of Allah was much. And likewise, because of their usurious, usurious transactions, the riba transactions, which they have been forbidden from, from uh, doing, and likewise, consuming the wealth of the people upon futility, yani, unjustly taking the wealth of the people. Now, so we're prepared for the disbelievers amongst them, a grievous punishment. So he called them disbelievers, and he was referring to the Jews. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about the Christians specifically, لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْمَسِيحُ إِبْنُ مَرْيَمُ Indeed, they have disbelieved to say that Allah is Masih Ibn Maryam. Disbelieved, they also say that Isa Ibn Maryam is, is Allah. And even they get confused. Like I said to one Christian recently, so you claim that Jesus is God. Claim that Jesus is good, yes. So, you claim he also died. He said, only for a period of time. So, I said, when he, I mean, you say that he died and he's God, and he, for a period of time that he died, who was controlling the earth then? And all of the heavens? He said, Mother Nature. SubhanAllah, Mother Nature? Yani, Mother Nature is looking after the creation and what? What is this? So they get, I said, how is it? Who's Mother? Where did you get Mother Nature from? Subhanallah. Mother Nature is taken over the... So they, they get confused themselves and they don't have answer. I said, how could that... Well, then he said, look, I don't know, I don't know. After that, he, I'm giving him dawah. Alhamdulillah. He said, I have to go back home and speak to my wife and see what the answer is. <laughs> so his wife giving him dawah. إِلْغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ مِنَ الْآيَاتِ فَمَنْ لَمْ يُكَفِّرْ هَؤُلَاءِ الْكَافِرِينَ So the one who doesn't say that they are disbelievers then he falls into disbelief from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had mentioned. But they are disbelievers. And therefore he is considered to be a disbeliever because of that. Now, the ahkam upon the people, these are general ahkam. These are general rulings. As for specific rulings, then there's not for, for anyone to make specific rulings on anyone unless they establish the proof upon them. And there's many statements from the scholars about this. From Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimullah, and from uh, uh, the likes of Imam Ahmad, rahimullah, they didn't make takfir upon the leader who said a statement of kufr, because he, did, he hadn't established the kufr, the hujjah upon him. So establishing the hujjah upon him is very important, because Shaykh Nathaniel, rahimullah, said two conditions, two conditions, it may be they haven't been met, for the person to have said a statement of kufr, then it could be that he didn't intend it. Like the man who said, Oh Allah, you are my slave and I am your Lord. He did it out of extreme happiness after losing his provisions and he found it. He says, Allahumma anta abdi wa ana rabbuk. He didn't intend that. And he was mistaken. He got tongue to say he was mistaken. He didn't intend that because of the extreme happiness. Shiddatil farah. And the second condition is he may be ignorant. Like the man who said to his family, burn my ashes when I die and throw some in, into the sea and some into the land so that Allah does not gather me and punish me for my sins. So this shows you ignorance. But he fed Allah and Allah forgave him because he was ignorant. He didn't know. He didn't know. So therefore, we don't go around making takfir upon people if they say a statement of kufr or action of kufr and to establish the proof upon that perfect person specifically. Now, there may be actions, specific actions, in and by themselves they oppose Iman. But that needs the ulama to speak and refer back to in these affairs. Because it's a dangerous affairs. Shaykh Ibn Taymiyyah said, مَنْ قَالَ لِأَخِيهِ يَا كَابِرْ 
فقد باء به أحدهما. Whoever says to his brother or disbeliever, then he falls. It falls on one of the two. The disbelief falls on one of the two. And the Muslim has an honor. إن دماءكم وأموالكم وأعراضكم حرام عليكم كحرمة اليوم كحرمة البلد. Indeed, your blood, your property, and your honor is sacred. Sacredness of this day and the sacredness of this place. The sacredness of this day is Arafah. This place is Makkah. So the honor of the Muslim is honorable. The fact that he says La ilaha illallah. For example, in the story of Usama bin Zaid radiallahu anhu, in a legitimate battle, in a battlefield, when the Muslims were fighting the Mushrikeen, the idol worshippers, and one of the Mushrikeen, just before Usama was about to strike him, he said, La ilaha illallah. And Usama radiallahu anhu struck him and killed him. And then the messenger Sassim found out and he said, You killed him and he said, La ilaha illallah. أقتلته وقال لا إله إلا الله كيف تأتي يوم القيامة ولا إله إلا الله تشهد له أو تدافع عنه I can't remember the last word of the hadith أو كما قال How will you be on the day of judgment لا إله إلا الله comes defending him You killed him and he said لا إله إلا الله أنه سأمر This statement here you know who used this statement against the Salafis? And he spoke about Usama in a bad way. Abu Hassan al-Ma'rabi. He said, you Salafis are, all, are so hasty. And then he used example. He said, look, Usama bin Zayd, so hasty. Like that. Like Usama bin Zayd. Shaykh Rabi'ah, just so you know, the Shaykh Rabi'ah, his, his level and his, his defending the Sahaba always. He said, no, no, no, no, no. Usama bin Zayd, he was so remorseful. He said, I wish I only become a Muslim that day. He was so remorseful. So when you speak about Sahaba, you defend the Sahaba, and you show clearly their remorse and their tawbah. Don't speak about them in a bad light. And he refuted Abu Hassan al-Ma'rabi at that time. I'm saying this because so that you see, it just happened to come because it's the same, same narration that, is, that was mentioned back in the days. Now, that when you want to advise Salafis, and that don't use bad something, uh, an incident that happened and say in a bad light, show it in a bad light. No, don't do that. Sahaba are the best people ever to be. This Ummah of Muhammad They are the ones who strove the utmost. And even if they, as Sheikh Abad said, fell into any error, it's so minute compared to the great jihad and their striving and their memorizing of the Quran and the hadith and carrying it to us. Carry it to those who came later. Sahaba radiallahu the messenger said, إِذَا ذُكِرَ أَصْحَابِ When my companions are mentioned and withhold, don't speak about them in any bad light. And if an incident comes, where any incident happens, like in this situation, then you only make excuse for them. Because that is the reality, that was their reality. That day, as Shaykh Rabbi Abdul said, when he made the rad on Abu Hassan, he said, however, if you read what Usama's condition was then, he made so much toba that he said, I wish I only became a Muslim that day. Allahu Akbar. And the, Abu Hassan, he, did, he spoke about others, and other companions. He's talking about the Salafis and then he's given an example of a mistake that anyone supposedly made then. Like he said, oh, the Salafis don't have good opinion. They don't have good opinion of others and so on and so on. And even... Even Abu Sa'id al-Khudri didn't have good opinion of Ibn Sayyad. Why are you going down to Sahaba again? Attacking Sahaba again? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And, yet, and he refuted him. And look how Shaykh Rabbi Hadri refuted him so beautifully. He said, first of all, Ibn Sayyad was in a gathering with Abu Sa'id al-Khudri one night. Yeah, and he was sitting. They were sitting together. Ibn Sayyad said, People say I'm the Dajjal, but I'm not the Dajjal. Dajjal can't have children. I have children. Dajjal can't be in Medina, but I am in Medina. But if it was, look, he paused. But if it was given to me to be the Dajjal, I wouldn't reject it. Look at the Shubha is calling to himself, yes? This is Shubha, this is a doubt. If it was given to me, I wouldn't. So Shaykh Rabbi said, Abu Sayyid al-Khudri had the right to have suit done for this individual. 
for this person. Why? Because he brought doubt to himself. Because not all of conjecture is bad. Allah says, in the He didn't say all of them, all of uh, conjecture is ism. He said, some of conjecture is sin. So there are some people, they deserve su'adhan. You understand? And it's praiseworthy in this matter. Because Allah said, Inna ba'd Then Shaykh Rabbi defended Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, radiyallahu anhu, and refuted Abu Hassan. Don't speak about Sahaba in a bad light. And there are many examples. Many examples like that, where this individual was speaking about Sahaba one after the other. Why do you think Shaykh Rabbi stood up against that? So whenever we come across any incident, yani in the seerah, or in the life of the companions, and it's any issue, we should always mention them in a good light. Because they are, they strove. Allah chose them to be the Sahaba message of Allah, وسلم. So with that, be careful in going around making takfir of anyone without establishing the proof upon them. And it's not for anyone and everyone to go around doing that. Rather, the person must be careful. Must be careful. For indeed, there will be question about what they say. The fourth one from the four nullifiers and this one is the one that some these uh, misguided theories, Khawarij, now they totally misunderstand. That is, whoever believes that some guidance other than that of the Prophet Muhammad is more complete than his guidance, and that someone else's judgment is better than his judgment, such as the one who prefers the judgment of the Tawaheed, the false deities, over his judgments, then he is a disbeliever. Shaykh Ahmad al-Najmi, rahmullah, he said, مِنْ مُقْتَضَيَاتِ الْإِيمَانِ بِرِسَالَةِ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ الْإِيمَانِ بِأَنَّ هَدْيَهُ أَكْمَلُ الْهَدْيِ That from the, that which necessitates belief, and the messenger Sallallahu Risala, his message, is that we should believe that Iman, that faith, that his guidance is the most complete guidance. And that his judgment and his ruling is the best of rulings. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala said, And who is better than Allah in judgment? for our people who have certainty. So it's Ma'idah the 50. Likewise, Shaykh Ahmad al-Najmi said, Al-Istifamu fi hadil ayah. Istifamu istinkari. So this questioning this verse is actually a rhetoric question, meaning there's no one better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in judgment. Anahu la ahad ahsan hukman min hukmi Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Waqad qala al-Nabi wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi mustahil, fi mustahil li khutbatihi, التي كان يبدأ بها وأحسن هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم. The Prophet would say, the best guidance is the guidance of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم. So we have to affirm that there isn't any other guidance better than that. فإذا كان خير الهدي هدي صلى الله عليه وسلم. فإن الإيمان به يقتضي ذلك. So therefore, if his guidance is the best guidance, then it necessitates that we must believe in that. أي أن يعتقد المؤمنو أن خير الهدي هدي صلى الله عليه وسلم. That the believer must believe that the best guidance is the guidance of Rasulullah And whoever doesn't believe in that, rather he believes that there's a guidance better than the guidance of the Messenger and or a ruling that is better than that of the ruling of the Messenger Then he has this belief that which the Messenger has come with. So those who see that the uh, ruling of the false deities is better than the ruling uh, of the messengers, then is considered to be disbelievers. Now, this here, there is tafsir. There is tafsir, there is detail. And Sheikh Saif Uzan in his explanation of this is beautiful because he gives you detail. And he mentions the different types of rulers who rule by other than Allah's rule. And, and I've just photocopied it for you, because he also has an explanation of Nawaqid uh, al-Islam. And in there he mentions the different types. You can count with me. He says, number one, وَمَنْ حَكَمَ بِغَيْرِ مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ 
Let's, let's, let's go for it. Hold on. Whoever says that the time is not befitting for us to rule by Allah's law. The book of Allah is not befitting in this time to rule by Allah's law. Then he has disbelief. Whoever believes this, he has disbelief. Notice he said, يَعْتَقِدُ This is very important. Not to say he does, because doing something is one thing. But believing whilst you're doing is another. It may be somebody does not rule by Allah's law, yani, but he is weak. So for example, if somebody uh, drinks alcohol, is he ruling by Allah's law? Allah said, keep away from alcohol. Allah said, keep away from it, that you may be guided, that you may be successful, I mean. So he's not ruled by Allah's law. Do you go around saying one who drinks alcohol or kafir? No, you don't. Unless he believes it's allowed for him to do that, or the hukum of Allah is not even befitting. So in this one he says, whoever believes it's not the time, the time is not befitting to apply the Quran and the Sunnah. He believes that and he has disbelief in the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, so that's number one. Number two is Naam. If he says, if he not just says, he believes that he has a choice with the hukum of Allah and the other ahkam al If he believes that he has a choice between ruling by Allah's law and ruling by other than Allah's law, then he believe, disbelieves. So again, that's the second aspect regarding this matter. Number three. Now. So the first one was what? Huh? What's the first one? Whoever believes, he says that this time is not befitting. It's not befitting. The time is not befitting, he says. He believes it's not befitting. And this is kufr. <coughs> Second one, he believes that he has a choice. Then this is kufr. Likewise. Third one. He believes that the hukm of Allah is on par with the other ahkam al wadiyah He says they're on the same level. Then this one, again, he disbelieves. Or he believes that, um, if he's the, the, the next one, he believes that the hukm of Allah is the truth. But he falls short in applying it. Then he's a believer because he believes it's the haqq. He believes in the haqq, it's the haqq, but he is weak in his iman. He falls short in applying the help of Allah subhanahu wa This one you can't go around calling disbeliever. And it's not for you and me, it's for the al-ilm to necessitate which one is the one that has left the deen after they established the proof on them. Iqamat al-hujjah. And there's lots of proofs on that. Muhammad Zuhar rahimullah mentioned it. Shaykh Samtaymi rahimullah mentioned it, Ibn Qudama mentioned it, Ibn Abdul Bar mentioned it, Imam Ahmad rahimullah applied it in his mihna, uh, uh, and you go back, and also Ibn Abbas he said about that verse, whoever does not rule by Allah's law, then they are disbelievers, Ibn Abbas said, it's not the kufr that they rush to. Meaning, takfir. This wording, there's no doubt about it. So there's another word in him where he says kufr duna kufr. It is kufr lesser kufr. This one, they, some of the takfir is they say, oh, this one is not authentic. Okay, you say, for argument, say this one's not authentic. There's another narration from Ibn Abbas where there is no doubt in it. And it is sahih. لَيْسَ الْكُفْرُ الَّذِي تَدْهَبُونَ It's not the kufr that you rush towards. Meaning, takfir. And also the verses are three. 
فأولئك هم الكافرون فأولئك هم الظالمون فأولئك هم الفاسقون الله أكبر Why do you rush to only the takfir? Imam al-Bukhari rahimullah in his sahih he mentions chapter heading bab kufr dunya kufr the bab of kufr lesser than the kufr lesser than the major kufr so there's minor kufr and there's a major kufr and he also has bab nifaq dunya nifaq hypocrisy other than the major hypocrisy so how is it then, O Takfiri, that Iman has levels and you want to make Takfir as one? Of course Takfir has levels as well, its opposite has levels. There is Kufr I'tiqadi, Kufr Amali, Kufr in belief, Kufr in action. So the person must distinguish between that. And the person must be, uh, that's in the general ruling. And likewise in the specific ruling on an individual, and the person must have knowledge of those two affairs. Meaning he must have person who's done that kufr, he must have intended it, and secondly, he must have knowledge that what he's doing is, he believes in. So this affair is not a light matter, and this affair needs detail, but the takfiris, they are, yani, hudata al-asnan, they are young in teeth, teeth, they are youthful, yani, very young in, and foolish in their minds, the process and describe them like that, they are foolish and young. They may speak with the best speech, memorizing Quran, but it doesn't go beyond their throats. Yaqra'oon al-Quran. They recite the Quran, and it doesn't go beyond their collarbone. La yujawuzu hanajirahum, aw taraqiyahum. This is the word the takfiris. Because they haven't sat with the people of knowledge to learn the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to lo- go through the books of Ahl-Ilm to know the different categories of kufr and likewise to know Iman in its correct sense. Rather, their learning is very shallow. And we know this because we've been dealing with them for over 20 years. I remember one of them when we said to him, what, which scholar says what you say? Because you can't just live in a world oblivious of any scholars, oblivious of knowing any scholars, just you, like the one who said earlier, he said, which scholar said, he says, no, he's the one who says what he says, that the shirk al-asghar, there's nothing like shirk al-asghar, nothing called shirk al-asghar. <coughs> Prophet said there is, you said there isn't. I'd rather take Rasulullah than your statement. And likewise, when I said to this uh, takfiri, which scholar says what you said, he said they are hidden. I said, where are they hidden? Allah's deen is apparent. Throughout the centuries, Allah's deen is apparent. And to you, they are hidden. Allah's deen is apparent. The Prophet said, لا تزل طائفة من أمتي على الحق ظاهرين لا يضرهم من خدلهم ولا من خالفهم حتى يأتي عمرهم على ذلك There will not cease to be a group clearly upon, not hidden, clearly upon the truth. Not being harmed by those to abandon them, nor by those who oppose them, until the command of Allah comes, whilst they are upon that. So, we refute them with the narrations. With the narrations. They don't like narrations because it goes against them. It goes against them. Alhamdulillah, in the books of fiqh you have the, the bab aridda, the bab of those who leave the deen. Of course, this matter is discussed of takfir. But these abwab are explained by Ahlul Ilm, they explain it, and they explain that kufr has levels, and iman has levels, and the hurmat of a Muslim, the sacredness of a Muslim. I will tell you something which with my own eyes I've seen. In my, with my own eyes. I went into one mosque many years ago, and I saw a poster by this Hizb al-Tahriri at the time, Omar Bakri. And in that poster, it said, Mecca, the state of shirk. Mecca al-Mukarramah. Mecca, that Allah honored it. The Prophet said, You're the most beloved piece of land to me. If they didn't drive me out, I wouldn't have left. Mecca, you're calling it the state of shirk? Umar Bakri and his muhajirun or mujrimun and Hizb al-Tahrir, who all of them used to make blanket takfir. 
And another poster, why all of the rulers are kuffar. You can't even name them. You're going to tell me all of them. Did you establish the hujjah on every single one of them? All of them? So their da'wah is dangerous. And their da'wah is ignorance. And their da'wah is futile. Easily refuted with qala Allah, qala Rasulullah, qala Sahaba. Allah said, the Messenger said, and the Sahaba conveyed. For their da'wah is a da'wah which is not built upon evidence based upon the understanding of the Sahaba and the Tabi'een and the Tabi Tabi'een and you will find not only they have this belief because one corruption leads to another corruption so you'll find them in belief they don't believe in the punishment of the grave yes it's something they used to say Amar Bakri I heard with my own ears he used to say who says we don't believe in the punishment of the grave and then in Arabic he said we believe in English he said we believe and in Arabic he said, Imanun Khabari. Huh? Under his breath. Imanun Khabari. And Iman in terms of the narration as a khabar has come to us. <laughs> not in i'tiqad, not in belief. We believe, but not in belief. So we say the hadith, Allahumma ini'udhu bika min adab al-qabr. In tashahud, but we don't believe it as definite belief this is your belief yaki. this is your belief corruption upon corruption and you go around making takfir of uh, rulers blanket statement takfir and the Prophet told us how to deal with the rulers or how to interact with the rulers in a hadith in Muslim Imam Ahmad man arada an sultanin fala yubdihi ala niyatan walakin yaakud biyadi that when if any one of you wants to advise a ruler don't do it openly you see they go on marches outside the embassies the problem is don't do it openly if they accept look don't do it openly rather take him by the hand alone if they accept they accept if they don't accept you have fulfilled it that which is upon you, and that is giving them advice, not in open. Why? Because that will cause more harm than good. Those who went out in Syria, yes, they had an evil ruler, who was not even a Muslim, Bashar. I don't know any of the scholars to say he was a Muslim anyway. But the fact is, going out against him, was it, did it create good or evil? More evil. More evil. Situation is worse now. The situation is worse now. You have all these, and the Takfiris were fighting each other. Because all of them, just as their father, Dul Khawaisra, wanted the position. Wanted the kursi. And this is the situation. They wanted the position. So they start killing each other, and it becomes a mess. This is your jihad, a mess. That's Allah Salama. This is corruption, and this is a mess. Women widowed. Families fleeing their homes, crossing. Uh, uh, seas to get away from conflict children orphaned families killed, displaced buildings destroyed this is your jihad, this is chaos jihad is to remove oppression, not to bring oppression this is facade this is corruption so what they did was cause more harm than good and our deen was a principle deenuna mabniuna ala al-masalihi fi jalbiha wa dar'i lil-qaba'ihi وإذا تعدد عدد المصالح يقدم أعلى من المصالح وضده تزاحم المفاسد يرتكب أدنى من المفاسد Our deen is built about bringing about good الشيخ عبد الرحمن السعد رحمه الله سيد bringing about good and repelling harm and if there is two goods you take the highest of the two and if there are two evils you take the lesser if you are in a situation where you have to you are forced to put you take the lesser of the two. I said that to one takfiri because I've never heard that before. I said, of course you haven't heard of it because you haven't read the books of Ahlul If you read the books of Ahlul then you will know that these are principles that you should learn before you speak. And I said to him, go back to Usul Sunnah Imam Ahmad. He said, what is that? I said, Subhanallah, Usul Sunnah Imam Ahmad. You don't know Usul Sunnah Imam Ahmad. 
and you're going around making takfir of Muslims, you don't know <coughs> the great scholar of this time, the scholar in his time stood firm to establish great aqidah and the great manhaj in his time, Imam al-Sunnah of his time, the third century, who died 241 Hijriya. You don't know, and you realize where the takfir is, they don't know any of the books of the Salaf. Because they themselves don't understand. They themselves don't, are not taught these affairs. All they are taught is emotion and to go through newspapers. Uh, and in those days it used to be teletext. It didn't have internet like you have now. Those days it used to be teletext. So we used to call them because they're HT, Hezbo teletext. Because that's what they busy themselves with. And it's easy, as the scholars mentioned, easy to read a newspaper. But you go and study tafsir, study hadith. It's not easy. And Islam has never been quick fit. Islam, you mashallah, you want to be a doctor, you have to study. But when it comes to Islam, you want to be quick fit. You want to make it short, cut and paste. No, no, Islam doesn't go like that. More so you need knowledge, you need to study. And they, some of them go to Syria. Some of them used to go before the war, they used to go to Syria one year, two year, or Sudan one year, two year, come, or Egypt one, comes back, and he thinks it's Ibn Taymiyyah. Go back to, your, to the drawing board, go back to learning. Correct understanding. Because man istajala shay'an qabla awanihi, uqiba bihirmanihi. Whoever hastens something before his time is met without reaching his goal. And Shaykh al-Bani used to say about them, tarjun najata, walam tasluk masalikaha, inna safinata la tajri' al-yabasi. You want success, but you don't tread its path. The ship cannot sail over dry land. The ship needs water to sail. You haven't got foundation and you want to establish the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making takfir left, right and center. I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and